Okay, good evening. We are learning Maseches Yuvamos Daf Ayin, thank God, into another set of tens in this Masechta, plugging along another 50 blot or so. And we are four lines from the bottom, starting from the words Ika da Amri. Yesterday, we had learned a Memra, a Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel about uh, a man and woman who were intimate after Erisin, but before they were fully halachically married. Uh, we discussed an iteration of that and whether or not she's trustworthy in regards to who she would be willing to be intimate with. And here the Gemara presents another option of how to understand that. Ika de Amre. Is that a Doraisa or Dorabana after Averson is done? It's an Isra It is. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Has to be. Did she have relations after Averson? After Averson, but before Nisun. I don't think so. You're not, you're not fully married yet. somebody else or with... No, I'm talking about with your wife, with your fiancé. Um, I don't know the answer offhand. Uh, it doesn't say here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true. Yeah, okay. The Gemara says, There is another possible, a possible way to understand this machlokas between Rab and Shmuel. Everyone agrees that if the husband and wife were intimate in this uh, engaged state, Everyone agrees that the child would follow the father and that if the father was a Kohen, uh, then the child is a Kohen. We don't assume that she was promiscuous. Really what Rav and Shmuel were arguing about was something a little bit different. If, uh, if the, this woman was pregnant, if, if, we don't even know about the intimacy yet. We don't, that does, it doesn't say so it just says she's pregnant. So Rav says that automatically the child is a mamzer. That he's a suffix mamzer. Stuki is a suffix mamzer. Let me explain, says Rav. When does it make sense that Rav would say the child is a mamzer? That's if the woman wasn't intimate with her arus, but was intimate with other people. And therefore, she's halachically an, an arusa. She had a child with another man. That makes that child a mamzer. That makes perfect sense. Aval, says the Gemara on the top of Ayin Amad Aleph, Aval daima mine, afal gab de daima me alma, basre de shadin a very unique shita. If, in fact, she was intimate with him, even if she was also intimate with others, still, we assume that she's pregnant with the child of the husband. I don't know how the math works. I don't know how you would be able to know that. It's a halachic assumption, certainly, because it's definitely not a, not a perfectly logical assumption. Two lines from the top, where do I get my shita from? So we get this shita from the Mishnah that is... Uh, the, the Mishnah started on the bottom of Samach Tesamad Aleph, but the Mishnah that carries on to the top of Samach Tesamad Bey is Diktani Yalda that if a Kohen was with a woman and that child uh, was born, and that child is now a Kohen like the father, Tochal, then the mother is allowed to eat Truma. Says the Gemara, Hechi Dami. What is that case in our Mishnah on Samach Tesamad Bey's where we say that if the child is born to this Bas Yisrael who's married to a Kohen or who was uh, with whom a Kohen had Tash Mishamita and a child, what's the case there? Hechidami says the Gemara, if all we know is that she was only intimate with her fiance, but not with anybody else, that can't be the case of the Mishnah. That case is too obvious. The case is obvious that, uh, that she'd be allowed to eat that because the only person she slept with was 
her her fiance, her husband to be. Elalav, it must therefore be that the case in our Mishnah was the Daimanami Me'alma. The case has to have a chiddish to it. We don't have cases in, in Mishnahis that are Pasha. So the case that's quoted is the case of Yalda Tocha, but it must be a case where she was willing to be intimate with others as well. And the chiddish is that we follow the father. And if that's true, Umahasam in that case in our Mishnah, Delahai Isur, Lahai Isur, she's not mutter to anyone. And still with Basredi Deshadinamle, we still assume the child follows the Kohen, and therefore the child is the Kohen, therefore the mother can eat Shuma. Hacha, in our case, in this case on the bottom, where Arusa She'ibra, in our case, to Lahai Isura, that in general to the masses, she's forbidden to all of them, and soon she'll be mutter to this fiance, and all the more so we should assume that we follow the status of the father. So that's how Rava explains the Gemara, is that Rav must be talking about a case where she was not willing to be intimate with her arus, but she was intimate with others. So then the Gemara says that Abaye pushes back on Rav. Amar le'abaye, lo'olam e'malach, really, kol hecha de'dayma me'alma, afal gav de'dayma minei, amar Rav havlad mamzer. He would say no matter what, that even if she was, what was the case here? The kol hecha de'dayma me'alma, de'dayma me'alma, that if she was willing to be intimate with others, even though she was also intimate with her husband, that case is a case of mamzer. So mas nisin, our case in our Mishnah on the top of Samech Tesimut Beis, where it says, yalda tochal, that's bedelo daima klal, where she did not have a reputation for doing anything inappropriate. Therefore, we assume that when she had tashmish with her husband, it was only with her husband. We had said in that Mishnah as well, ha'eved pasal mishum biya, that an eved, uh, would make someone would make the mother puzzle that she wouldn't be allowed to have truma if the child was an eved. My time because I'm the, the children don't even belong to her. They're they're not her kids. We follow in this case the master. What about the case in our Mishnah, Mamzer Postelumachil? We learned the case in our Mishnah on Samach Testament Beis, where a grandchild was a, was a Mamzer. His mother was allowed to eat Truma, and the grandmother was not allowed to eat Truma. So it says the Gemara, Tanur Rabbanon, where did we learn this from? Vizera Einla. It's very helpful to see the whole Pasuk here. If you have the Pasuk on the side, great. If not, I'll read it for you. The Pasuk says, Uvas Kohen Kisiyal Manag Ugrusha. That if there's a girl who was a Kohen, she grew up as a Bas Kohen, she got married, and then she became an Almana Ugrusha, Vizera Einla, and she has no kids. Then she can go back to her father's house. So if the Bas Kohen was married, she became an Alman or Grusha. She goes back to her father's house. She's allowed to uh, eat the Truma. So says the Gemara, Tani Rabban, and let's understand the case of the Mamzer. Says the Gemara, Vizera Einla, that when there are no children, that's when she's allowed to uh, eat Truma. Ainli Ela Zera. We only know about one generation of children. Zera Zara. What if she has. Uh, grandchildren. So then the halacha minayin, how do we know that the halacha is still the same, that if there are children or grandchildren, she's not allowed to have truma tamad lomar, the zera ain lami kol makum, any zera, any, any descendants would Put her in a scenario of not being able to go back to her father's house and eat truma mikol makom. Ain liela zera kasher. I only know about children who are kasher that would limit her from eating truma. Zera pasul minayin. What about a zera who's not kosher? What about a mamzer? Says the gemara. Talmudom or zera ain love and I ain Allah. We just look and see if they have kids. We don't question what the quality of the kids are. Is one a mamzer? Is one not a mamzer? We don't care. The pasuk is is bepashtas as it reads that as long as this woman doesn't have children, she's allowed to eat truma bevesavia. And if she does have children of any kind, even a mamzer she is not allowed to eat truma in her father's house. Says the Gemara, you can't learn that out from Vizera Einla because you can't use that to teach me about a Zera Kosher versus Zera Apostle. We already used it to teach about a grandchild. Says the Gemara, you're right. The grandchild doesn't actually need a drush at all. We typically assume that grandchildren are like children. There are applications to this in post-chem about the mitzvah of Aim. Let's say my father says to me, um, can you please 
uh, get me a drink. And at the same moment, I ask my child the same question. So my father looks at me while I would look at one of my kids. And we both say at the same moment, can you please get me a drink? My father speaking to me and me speaking to my child. The Allah is you service the grandfather first because just I have a mitzvah to, my, to service my father. My children as B'nai Banim also have a mitzvah to service my father and therefore we service the grandfather first and go back down. So these have, this phrase has halachic implications in general and certainly over here is that B'nai Banim harehem kibanim. Ki isrich kra, really when is the pasuk of zera required? That's to teach us the zera pasuk to include a mamzer into this din that if a, a woman has a mamzer as a, as a, as a descendant, she is no longer eligible to eat shroom in her father's house. Amar le reish lakish, the Rabbi Yochanan, Kiman, who is this shita like? It's Karebi Akiva, the Amar Yesh Mamzer Mechaibelab. And what cases are we talking about here? We're not talking about severe cases of Chai Bekrusas. We're talking about regular Tashmash with an, uh, as an Isser Dorais status. And that works with the shita of Rabbi Akiva, who holds. That mamzerus can be generated with a simple iser doraisa, simple in quotes, of course, no iser doraisa is simple. We're obviously ob obligated to give up all of our finances to avoid one iser doraisa. It's a big deal. But the Gemara is saying with the, with the simpler, with just the chayvei laven, the Rabbi Akiva holds that there are mamzerus. But what, is it, what do the Rabbanon have to say about that? The Gemara says, not a good kasha. I feel the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon would say that when our Mishnah, Daf Samach Tesmet Beis, speaks about a mamzer, we're not talking about a regular iser lav. We're talking about the following case. The Chachamim agree, that's where the Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim agree, that if an Ovid Kochavim or an Evid sleeps with a woman, with the name of Rabbi, everyone agrees to that. Everyone agrees. And again, we don't pass in this way. Uh, that would be very problematic because there are a lot of women who have children with non-Jews. We don't treat the children as mamzerim. That's literally a third of all the bristles I do, a quarter. It's really a sad state of affairs. You go out into the into the burbs, you're dealing with intermarriage in both directions, one after the other. So next week, next week, I think this coming week, I'm doing, I don't even know anymore. I have to look. I'm doing a bris where the, the father is Jewish and the mother converted in, uh, in a conservative program, Orthodox Jewry doesn't accept conservative conversion. I'm going there uh, to be the bad guy, basically. That's my job, is to, to do the circumcision and tell them that the babies are going, which I've done already. It's not pleasant. And they said, well, do you mind if our rabbi is going to be there? I'm like, oh, it's going to be a little bit awkward because I'm not making a bracha on his gayers that he did for your wife. And it's very awkward. But that's the din. I asked her by first what I'm supposed to do in these cases. He said, stick with your guns and keep telling those babies that they're not Jewish. Someone should, someone should let them know. Someone should say something. They may not listen to me. That's fine. <laughs> My is to, as a mole in this case is to be the bad cop. And that's what it is. Okay. No. What? No, this is not about money. I will. This is not, this one's not about money. The adult circumcision is about money, <laughs> but Jewish babies and these complex scenarios are not about money. In this one, it's a full achrayas that it's my job. It's my intervention. I'm going to be the only person in their world who will put a question mark on that child. And I actually know their conversion program. Their conversion program tells them that the Orthodox community will not accept your conversion. And if you move to Eretz Yisrael, you'd have to convert again. They, they say befem male during the conversion process. So then I got in trouble because that synagogue, that synagogue said to me, it's not right, Phil. Why don't you make a bracha on this? I'm like, do you accept reform conversion? Why do I have to accept conservative conversion just because you asked me to? That's ridiculous. I can't have a standard simply because you changed it. I'm not the one who changed things. We've been doing the same thing for 4,000 years. You guys changed things. Don't make us the bad guy. Okay, I'm venting. Let's go. Says the Gemara. <laughs> Almost halfway down. Uh, we said, Kohen Gadol Pa'amim Sheposel. Kohen Gadol, okay, with, this was back in the mission we learned yesterday. Sometimes the Kohen Gadol will passel 
will allow his mother to eat truma, but not the grandmother. So says the Gemara, Tana Rabban, and this grandmother is going to say, Hareni kaparas ben biti, I'm okay taking, uh, taking on the burdens of my of my grandson, Kuza, the small container. What does that mean? Uh, Rashi says it's talking about a mamzer. It's a, he's not such a gishmak scenario. Shema achileni b'chuma, but l'chol apachos, the mamzer still allows for the grandmother to eat truma. However, ve'eni kaparas ben biti kada, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to my grandson, the, the large pitcher, which Rashi says is the kohen gadol, klichashu klamar kohen gadol, so there, sheposlani mina truma, it's the angry grandmother. Oh, that grandchild of mine, the kohen gadol, he, he made it that I can't even eat truma. So she's uh, she's upset. <laughs> so she's she's upset. Fine. Hadran Allah, Almana Baruch Hashem, we finished yet another parak in Maseches Yevamos, pining toward the end. And Yiratsa, uh, we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. The Gemara, the Gemara presents a new Mishnah. Ha'arel, a person who has uncircumcised, v'chol hatmein, anyone who's betuma, lo yochel betuma, they're not allowed to have truma. And, as, uh, and then the Mishnah qualifies that while those people are ineligible because of their technical scenarios, neshem v'avadeim yochel betuma. It doesn't ruin the other people in their family. The wives are allowed to, to eat truma, and so are their avadim. If a person has uh, has damaged beitzim, that uh, we'll see soon that even even if only one testicle was damaged, ukrus shafcha. This is someone who has their anatomy itself is severed. We'll learn some parameters to this in a moment. Hein va'avodem yochlu. They are allowed to eat. Their wives are not allowed to eat because if a woman sleeps with a man who only has a partial anatomy or who has a bait, one of his baitsim is uh, is damaged, so then she slept with a puzzle and then she's not allowed to eat truma anymore. However, if this wife who's married to someone who's a patsua dak or krushafcha, if she was not intimate with him, then mishanasib to a dak. I'm sorry, let me read that better. If they have yet to have tashmashamita after these injuries took place, that's fine. It's not being married to the puzzle, it's having tashmash. With the puzzle that's problematic. How do we define this one who has crushed Beitzim? The Gemara says, anyone who has damaged testicles, even one. Okay, anyone who has their anatomy severed below the crown. If there's any remnant of the atara itself, of the crown itself, then the baby's still kosher. There was a big lawsuit that happened five years ago. It was an awful scenario in somewhere in Pennsylvania where a mole did a circumcision and his equipment wasn't good and he probably wasn't a good mole on top of that. He actually removed a significant portion of the atara, which is a very difficult thing to do if you know what you're doing. It's not, not a simple misa. So it, there, there were Shilas that were like in this level, like how much of the atar is left in the plastic surgery and does plastic surgery bring him back to the scenario of a kosher, a puzzle, reversing psul? Not simple. It was not me. I'm just saying it was not me as the moment. The Gemara opens. Gemara, Tanya, Amar Belazar, We understand that an RL has limitations. How do we know that an RL is not allowed to eat truma? So the, the Gemara says, Exer Shaba, Ne'emar, Toshav is Pesach. It says the words Toshav is These are people who are about to become Avadim by Pesach. That when it comes to Korban Pesach, this Toshav is these quasi Avadim, as we'll soon see. If there are Raylam, they cannot eat the Korban Pesach. So to by truma, the halacha is that they are uh, that they are not allowed to eat. So therefore, in RL, we ask the question: How do we know that an RL is not allowed to eat truma? The answer is from this zeir shava. However, Rabbi Kiva argues we're going to learn his shita more tomorrow. But Rabbi Kiva Omer that's not correct. We don't need the zeir shava. Omer ish ish We already know from another pasuk that an RL was included in the prohibitions against eating truma. Let's analyze the first shita. The next four lines are just a perfect quote from Rabbi Elazar from the beginning of this Gemara. Amr Amr Mar. Let's quote the lines that we need to understand. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Namar Tosha Vesacher Pesach Namar Tosha Vesacher 
So we just quoted this Gzer Shav of Rabbi Eliezer, which taught us that an Aral is not allowed to eat Shuma. So it says the Gemara, it must be, at least in some way, that this is a Gzer Shav, which is what's referred to as Mufne. Okay, important background, but we've learned this before, but it's great to do a Chazara. Hagzei Shava is when you have one area of halacha that has a word and another area of halacha that has a similar word, and we therefore bridge from area one to area two information that needs to transfer. However, there are different qualities of Hagzei Shava. Hagzei Shava, where the words are not really fully avail- available to be used, the words are already used for a drasha, but we're still doing Hagzei Shava. That's a very weak Hagzei Shava, and any kasha that you can ask to distinguish between source one and source two in halacha will ruin Hagzei Shava. However, if the sources, if the words that are being used to create the bridge from er- source one to source two are words that were never used for a drasha, that is a very strong Hagzei Shava. And even if you ask questions again against it, it's basically a mug mashuch. The questions will not hold water up to them. So the Gemara says, our Gzei has to be Mufne. How do we know? Because Dihilav Mufne, if, if it wasn't a fully available Gzei we would have had an immediate problem. Mifrach, and we're in 10 lines from the bottom of the page. We have halachos that apply to the world of Pesach that don't apply to the world of Chuma at all. So therefore, we would have ruined the Gzei Shava in a heartbeat if, it, if the words were not Mufne. Again, the weaker version of Gzei Shava cannot withstand this question. It must therefore be that there are extra words to actually be used, and the words being used, Toshav Asachir, are not used for any other drushas, because if they were, it would ruin the Gzei Shava. And the Gemara says, Lai, you're absolutely correct, Afnuye Mufne. And the Gemara wants to know, which of the two sides has the available words? Is Toshav Asachir by Pesach Mufne? Is that the word that's available? Or is Toshav Asachir by Truma Mufne? Which one? Says the Gemara, first of the long lines on Ayin and Hi Mufne, which one is available? Says the Gemara, either Truma, it's not, the words that are Mufne are not the words from Truma because Mitzrach Tzriche, there we need those words by Truma. The Tanya, the Bryce writes, Toshav, a Toshav is a person, Zekanui Kenyan Olam. This is the person who uh, in Parshas Mishpatim that he says, I want to be an Evid Vinir Salo, and they, they uh, put a, an earring in his ear, they pierce a hole in his ear. So he's a forever. Sahir Zekinui Kenyan Shanim. This is a person who's only going to be an Evid for six years until the end of Yovim. Ah, uh, so says the Gemara, why do I need this? Viyomar Toshav al Yomar Sahir. Leave it be. Just say only one of the words. Don't say Toshav Asachir. Just say Toshav, and I'll be able to figure it out. I'll do the math on my own. Toshav Zekanui Kinyan Shanim. Aval Kanui Kinyan Olamochel. I would have made the same uh, distinction. Says the Gemara. That can't be. Therefore, Basachir Belimid Al Toshav Shaf Al Pisha Kanui Kinyan Olam Ein Ochel. So it can't be that those are that those are the words that are Mufne because we needed those words to define for us what a Toshav is and what a Sachir is in regards to the world of Evet, in regards to the world of Truma. So therefore, says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, Ella, it must be the Pesach Mufni, that the words Toshav is Sachir as it relates to the world of Pesach, those are the words that were extra. Uh, and therefore, the the Gzeir uh, is a stronger Gzeir Says the Gemara, Hi Toshav is Sachir Dukasav Rachman of Pesach Mainihu. What are you going to do with those words? They don't even make any sense on their own. What you're going to say, Inema Toshav is Sachir Mamish. You're going to say it's just a literal translation of the pasuk that these are full Jews who are about to become Avadim. It can't be. Mishum Dahavale Toshav is Sachir Ipater Lomi Pesach. They're Jews, they're Jews, they have to have their chayv and Korban Pesach. How can you say that there's any chance that they'd be putter from Korban Pesach based on this Kalvah? It doesn't make any sense. Says the Gemara, and after all, we see by Truma, Gabi Truma, it's a low achil. They're not allowed to eat Truma. These avadim, these Toshav are not allowed to eat 
uh, truma. What does that show you? If they're not allowed to eat truma, then they must not be like their masters. Their masters. Alma lo rabe. And if that's true, hachanami in our case lo rabe. So it can't be that the words toshav and uh were used because. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this understanding in the Gemara. The Gemara therefore says, We therefore see that the words by Psachim, they are in fact available. So it says the Gemara, but it's a limited form of a Kalvachomer for another, of Shava for another reason, because it's not a doubly powerful um, uh, Shava, because the words Toshav are only extra by Pesach, but not by Truma. So therefore, uh, the Gemara says it's only a one-sided Kalva uh, we can still, yes, we can learn things, but in we can still ask questions on the Gzera Shava. So the Gemara says, don't worry. Since we didn't actually need, in regards to Truma, the words of Toshav Asachar for Truma itself, therefore we are able to learn one over here. We can learn a din by Truma, and we can also be Milamed to send over a halacha to another area of halacha, so we can build that bridge between Arel and Truma. And the Gemara concludes that it must therefore be that this Gzera Shava is rock solid and no questions can ruin it. Because when the Gzera Shava is Mufna Mishnei then it's the Maiden Be'ain Mishiv, and there's no questions you can ask against it. And therefore, it's a wonderful Gzera Shava. The Gemara between here and the bottom of the page is going to ask two questions whether or not we should change our Gzera Shava to add in a little bit more information into the Gzera Shava. Says the Gemara, um, the, uh, six, seven lines down, it's about to recommend one, one thing. Let's just review the Gzera Shava that we had on, on Ayin Amaralev. The Gzera Shava was that just like by, where it says Tosha B'Sachir by Pesach, we said that an Arel is not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach, so too by Truma, an Arel is not allowed to eat Truma. So let's see what the Gemara is recommending. Eight lines down, Ayin Amaralev, Ima Pesach, there's something unique about Pesach that Onen Aserbo that an onain is potter from mitzvah say they don't put on tefillin on the day of the burial of, a, of an immediate family member. Uh, the post can discuss this, that even if you come back from the burial, even during the day with sunlight, where you're potter from that day from tefillin. That happened with my brother when we, after the burial, we didn't put on tefillin that day at all, even though we came home with sunlight hours. The halacha is you're completely potter from tefillin that day. So what about Korban Pesach? Ima Pesach onin aserbo. In regards to Pesach and onin, uh, he has uh, he is not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach. Maybe af truma onin aserbo. Maybe we should say that an onin is also not allowed. Why don't we add uh, Why don't we add aninus into the Gzera Shava? That just like we can learn from the Gzera Shava that an RL can't eat truma, maybe we should say that an onin can't eat truma, says the Gemara. No. Am Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina, Amar Kra, we have a Pasuk, V'chol Zar. Zarus amartilach v'lo aninus. Aninus is not exempt from truma, says the Gemara. Ema v'lo arelus. Why don't we have the drasha v'lo arelus? Why did the pasuk say the chol zar and we learned to exclude aninus? Maybe we should have excluded arelus, says the Gemara. Arelus was already included in the gzera shava. We already learned the din of uh, of arelus. Haksiv to shabbos sachir. So says the Gemara. That's great, but how did you know what to put where? How did you know that Tosha Vesachir should include the din of Arelus and the Pasuk of Vichol uh, Zar should include Aninus? Says the Gemara, Ma'arais, how did you choose that? Says the Gemara, Mistabra Arelus Havalele Rabuye. It makes more sense to include Arelus in the Gzera Shaba. Shekain, uh, and what's in the parentheses here is just an acronym of what we're about to see. Mechusar Maisa, when it comes to bris milah, he's lacking an action, he's uncircumcised. Umaisa begufo, and even when he does it, it's an act that takes place on his body. Ba'anushkare, a very sharp consequence. V'yeshno lifne hadibor, and bris milah started even before Kabbalah Sator at Harsinai. Umila zuchar v'avod of me'akeves, and when it comes to bris milah, that, and uh, when it comes to Arelus and Korban Pesach, that it, not only does it have to be that the man himself needs to be 
Nemo, but if his uh, children or Avadim are uncircumcised, he also can't eat the Korban Pesach. So there's very Chamor Dinim by, by the Halachos of Aro. That's why it was included in the Gzair Shava. Says the Gemara, that's not true. I could tell you some major differences about, between Aninus and uh, Arelos. Adarabah says the Gemara, third of the way down on Ayin and Beis. Adarabah, Aninus Havalei Lerabuye. Maybe we should have included Aninus in the Gzair Shava, like the Gemara was recommending. Shekain Yeshna Bechol Shah. Because that can happen at any point in at any point in a person's life, Rahman al-Islam, there could be a, a case of Aninus. And the din of Aninus applies both to men and to women. There's no way to fix it. It's not like Brismila. When a person's an owning, there's no way to fix it. It's really not true. What about burial? What, okay, so maybe they're we're assuming you can't bury it, but bury the person yet. Says the Gemara, you're not you're trying hard, I understand, but Hanach Nefishin, you're not right. Arelus is Nefishin. The uh, the severity of Arelus is more so than that of Aninus. And Rava adds a little bit more. Rava Amar that below Hanach Nefishin Nami Lo Matzis Amris, even without saying that Arelus is greater than Aninus, more powerful than Aninus, you still can't say that this, the Gzeir Shava was discussing Aninus. Why? You're going to leave out Arelus from the Gzeir Shava, which is literally explicit ver- verses by the Halachos of Pesach, the Alfinu and Aninus mi Pesach, and you're going to replace it with Aninus, that de Pesach gufe mi Meiser gamrina, that it really it was doubly learned from Pesach. We learned it from Meiser and brought it to Pesach. It's not even the Iker, mix, it's not even the Iker Halacha in regards to in regards to Korban Pesach. So it's ridiculous to assume the Gzair Shavu should include Aninus. Says the Gemara, fine, halfway down, let's try again. Maybe we can put something else into the Gzair Shavu. Ima Pesach, just like we know by Pesach, milas zuchar v'avadav me'akeves, that if, uh, if I... Um, if I am Nemo, but I have children or Avadim who are not, I cannot eat the Korban Pesach. Maybe we should extend that halacha to Truma too. Maybe we should assume that by Truma, that if the Balabayis is Nemo, but his children or Avadim are not Nemo, then maybe he can't eat Truma. Says the Gemara, no way. Omar Kra, you can't learn it from the Gzair Shabbat. That's from Umalta Oso, Az Yochalbo. What do we say over there? That's talking about Korban Pesach. Milas Zichar Avadim Me'akeves, Milachal Pesach. However, Be'in Milas. We already have a drasha that doesn't allow you to say that this din, that the zechar and ve'avadim have to be nimol first. That's not true by truma. As long as the person himself is, a, is nimol and he's not an aril, then no problem at all. Then he's allowed to benefit from the truma. Yachi, if that's true, then maybe we should redo the following drasha. We should say that kal arel lo yochal bo, bo eno ochel, aval ochel hu betruma. Maybe we should say that kol arel lo yochal bo, that he's not allowed to eat the korban pesach, but maybe the arel is allowed to eat truma. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? An arel can't eat truma. We already learned that in the Gzera Shava. Haksiv toshav esachir. So says the Gemara, umarois, how did you know to include the person himself in the Gzera Shava of Arelos, that he himself has to be arel uh, it has to be a nimol if you want to see the Korban Pesach or Truma. Mistabra says the Gemara, it's very logical. Arelus to gufe havalele rabuye. That, that ikr thing that applies to the person himself about brismila, that makes perfect sense to include in the Gzereshava because shekain maisa begufo va'anush kares. It's uh, something that he can do to himself and it's something that has a very sharp consequence of, uh, of kares. Says Gemara, lavdafka. Adaraba, I could give an argument as to why we should include uh, the requirement of uh, his children and avadim being circumcised. Says the Gemara, Adaraba, maybe we should say milas because a person can have another child, a person can always buy another ebed, and then the chiyuv of that 
child Evan getting circumcised is, uh, is, is renewed every, every day, basically. So it says the Gemara, no, Hanach Nefishin. Aurelius is more powerful than this din of uh, his children and Avadim being uncircumcised. And therefore, the Gzei Shava included what it has always included, which is Aurelius. And you could even argue below Hanach Nefishin Nami, even if it were to be the case that we didn't think that Aurelius was stronger than the requirement of circumcising one's children and Avadim, Still, lo matis amris. There's no way you could have said that the original Gzeir Shabbat should exclude Arelus and include a requirement to circumcise children and avadim. Why? Is there any possible scenario where a man himself is an Arel and he's mutter to eat Korban Pesach or Truma? Of course not. That's not even possible. Arelus to Acharina me'akvabe, but but his avadim if it, it, it makes no sense. How could you have it that he himself doesn't need to be circumcised? That, that's crazy. You got the whole thing backwards. And therefore, we uh, we solidify that our Xera Shabbat, as we started, is correct. <coughs> the very short version of the review is very simple because it's just the first few lines of our Gemara. If there is an Arel, we know, of course, by Pesach, he's not allowed to eat that. It's a Pasuk and Chumash. However, we have a Xera Shabbat that extends that prohibition that just like an RL is not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach unless he's circumcised, the same is true, true by Truma, that he is not allowed to eat the Truma unless he's circumcised, and that's based on the Gzeir Shava of Toshav Esachir. We'll stop at Hashta, two lines from the bottom on Ayin, and Bezim, pick up Emir Sashem tomorrow night with Daf Ayin Aleph, wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>